We hear about the Holy Family today, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph in their journey to Egypt, and, uh, and they're getting their call back from Egypt. And, you know, uh, so the Holy Family, a model and a radical model of purity and fidelity and holiness that we are called to, right? You know, we're all, you, I hope you've heard this expression before, the universal call to holiness. Each and every single one of us is called to holiness. It is, and it's not optional, as I like to say, it's not optional. If we are going to live according to God's will in our lives, we're gonna be called to holiness. You know, uh, one of the most famous lines, I think, in American history is, Houston, what? We have a problem, right? Let me tell you, America, we have a problem. You know, thanks be to God, we have a solution too, but we have a problem. And I want you to think for just one second about what perhaps you would, had to answer a quiz here, I'm gonna give you an essay. What's the greatest problem facing America? Think about it for a minute. What is the greatest problem that we have? And you know, and you, we can have a variety of answers to that. Absolutely. But I'll propose to you that the, the greatest problem is the breakdown of the family. The lack of holiness in families. That the faith and respect for life and dignity and respect and honor are not being passed along in families that there is this kind of breakdown happening. And as I said a moment ago, yes, we have a problem, but we also have a solution. Remember the birth of our Lord just a week ago, right? And the light comes into the darkness and the saving grace of God's mercy is present in the world. So we have a problem and we have a solution, but we cannot be naive in facing the problem. God has ordained the family that children might be raised up to know and love God. The family, if you will, was before the church. Or one might say, the family is the first form of the church. It is in the family that the church today, we talk about the domestic church, the church of the home is the family. The family is where children are to be reared and, and, and taught. You know, going all the way back to Abraham, our father in faith. Abraham was our father in faith. If I pray the Eucharistic prayer number one today, you will hear me say those words. And Abraham had a son, Isaac, and Isaac had the 12 tribes of Israel, and it was one big family. And when Jesus's lineage is traced in the Gospel of Matthew, it's traced back to Abraham. And when it's traced in Luke, it's traced all the way back to Adam. And I think the point there is that we're all one big family. You ever thought of yourself like that? It's part of the human family? Yes or no? Yes, maybe? Let me ask you this. Have you ever prayed this prayer? Our Father? See, see how we're supposed to be one big family? And let me tell you something, we have a problem. And the, the, the family's disintegrating. And when the family goes, 
The family's like the cornerstone of a culture, of a society. And you know, when there is a problem, when there is a challenge, there's, there's an equal and, and opposite opportunity. We have a tremendous opportunity to do good in the world. We have a tremendous opportunity to do good in the world if we but love our families. Mother Teresa said, you want to change the world? Mother Teresa said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Love your family. Sacrifice for your family. I'm going to read a little passage from the Bible. And I hope you can see how this fits into what I'm saying. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, Heavenly Father, from whom every family in heaven on earth is named, that he may grant you in accordance with the riches of his glory to be strengthened through the power of his spirit in the inner self, that Christ may dwell in your heart in faith, so that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to who? Him, God, who is able to accomplish far more than we ask or imagine by his power at work in us. Did you hear what I just said? That God has the power to do more than we can ask or imagine through his grace working in us to heal the family, to heal our nation, to heal even the kingdom of God here present on earth, the church to love your families, to love your families. Christian fatherhood. Christian fatherhood has always demanded a lot of men. I speak to you fathers or you potential fathers, even to myself who has a certain role as father. The greatest heroic deeds which are performed are performed within the four walls of domestic privacy. The greatest heroic deeds that will ever be done are done in the home. The home where children are trained and taught, children are loved and sacrificed for. The greatest failures in life are the failure of parents to love their children. You wanna change the world? What did Mother Teresa say you wanna change the world? Love your family. God sets a father in honor over his children. A mother's authority he confirms over her sons. Whoever honors his father atones for sin and preserves himself from them. I remember a few years ago, I can't remember which one it was, but I got in the habit of reading these Russian novels and I can't remember exactly which one it was, but somebody said they were great to read and so I read a couple of them. And as I was reading it, the the protagonist of the story. He's a landowner and he's got a big estate and he has all these business affairs, but it's woven into the story that he spends some time every day teaching his children. Every day he sits down with his kids and he goes through his lessons with them. He teaches them about faith. He teaches them about business. He teaches them about life. I say this blessing. Deacon Mike has a couple of baptisms today and there's a blessing that comes towards the end of the baptism. 
God over the father of the child presented for baptism. God is the giver of all life, human and divine. May he bless the father of this child. He and his wife will be the first teachers of their child in the way of faith. May they be the best of teachers. We have this great responsibility in our families to pass on the gift of faith, not just to send them to school, but to teach them individually. I was reading a book called, really a booklet called Successful Fathers. And in the book, the author of the book contended that in the West, part of the problem is that we no longer apprentice our children in our, in our businesses. You know, once upon a time, almost every son would learn at the knee of his father, his business. We have the picture of the Holy Family back in the back left-hand corner of the church in the window, and there's Jesus in the workshop with Joseph. So where do, we, in what environments now do our fathers actually mentor and teach and raise their sons? See, we've lost that. And the author went on to say that really when, when fathers volunteer or actually coach their children in sports, there's an element of this. Or within their Boy Scout leaders, you know, that kind of thing. But there's a great absence of that. And so we have to be very deliberate in like grasping back this almost inconceivably important responsibility. Fathers and mothers, teach your children. Mentor them. And what is the one thing that is most important to be passed on in the home? The gift of faith. It's got to be passed on at home. The gift of faith. I remember, and, and I, I'm going to change gears just a little bit, but I hope you see that it's not changing gears. I hope you see that these things come together powerfully. What is marriage? Marriage is the only relationship. Marriage is the only relationship where the sexual embrace is sanctioned. The sexual embrace is an exclusive, stable, indissoluble component of a relationship between man and woman in a permanent and stable covenantal sacramental bond. It is the only place that the marital embrace should be exercised or used in any way. How many of you fathers and mothers have sat down with your children and looked them in the eye and told them that? Every other week, because they need to hear it more than once. I remember a lady was talking about this very subject and this mother kind of was very proud of herself. She said, well, I had the talk with my kids. Had the talk, when? Well, you know, five years ago. She said, did you have the English, English uh, literature talk with your kids five years ago and they know all they need to know about English literature now? Or your math talk with them five years ago and they learned all they need to know about math in one conversation? No, we have to teach our children the dignity and sanctity and holiness of their body. And where is that taught? Where is that passed on? Who's teaching your children that? The internet? Hollywood? You see the problem? Houston, we have what? 
I've got a problem. And I want to challenge you parents today. And I want to challenge you children today. Your body is sacred and holy. And the breakdown of the family comes from the breakdown of this understanding of what marriage is and where children are, are part of it. I remember having a, and I'm going to lay the blame of a lot of the breakdown of the family. There's so many complex reasons, but this is a big one that the church, and I point to myself, the church has failed to teach clearly with conviction this spiritual battle and the dignity of our bodies. And there's this air of confusion that we've just kind of, kind of stirred up the air of confusion again very recently. My brothers and sisters in Christ, when the gift of the marital embrace is used in a sinful, it's a mortal sin. It's a deadly sin. It kills the soul. I remember speaking to a, a contemporary of mine, a religious brother, and we were having a conversation about things and he was kind of poo-pooing what I'm telling you right now. And I said, don't you see the death all around you? Don't you see the death? The death of the family, the death of individuals, this confusion and this chaos and my brothers and sisters in Christ, we have the Holy Family. The Holy Family as this beautiful gift and example to us. A father is set in honor over his children, a mother is authority confirmed over her sons. Now him who is able to accomplish far more than we ask or imagine. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to see ourselves as a member of the family of God, called to share the gift of life with others. I'm gonna, again, maybe change gears just a little bit, but I hope that you can follow me into this. I, I've mentioned Jordan Peterson a couple of times. He's not a Catholic, but nonetheless, I think he has some great wisdom in some of the things that he says. So your life, and I say my life, your life becomes meaningful in pr the precise proportion to which we embrace the responsibility that we shoulder. That is because you are now genuinely involved in making things better when you embrace responsibility. You are minimizing unnecessary suffering. You are encouraging those around you by word and example. You are constraining evil in your own heart and the hearts of others. A bricklayer may question the utility of laying bricks monotonously one after another, but perhaps he's not merely laying bricks. Perhaps he's building a wall and the wall is part of a building, and the building is a cathedral, and the purpose of the cathedral is the glorification of the highest good. Under such circumstances, every brick he lays is an act that partakes in the divine. And if what you are doing in your day-to-day -day activity is not enough, you are not aiming at the construction of a proper cathedral. You are not aiming high enough because if you were, then you would experience a sense of meaning in your relationships to your sufficiently high goal, and it would justify the misery and limitations of your life. If you have some meaningful, something meaningful to pursue, then you are engrossed in life. You are on a meaningful path. 
my brothers and sisters, the restoration of the family is, I would say, the greatest cathedral we can build. And so I challenge you on this Holy Family Sunday, talk to your children about the dignity of their bodies. Challenge your children to be men and women of faith. Recognize the great, the great project that God has put you in charge of. Let us pray for our families. Let's strive for holiness to be holy members of holy families. And quoting the second reading today, whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. May you build a holy family in the domestic church of your home.